Welcome to the NBA Morning News for Friday, January 29th. We got a four-game slate to go through. The COVID dogs are back, and it is not helping the Heat still. Also, the world is changing, Alex. The world is changing. I, I love it. I don't understand it. You hate it. You seem to understand it more no, than I, I do. No, I also don't understand it, though, but I do um, hate it. And I will, and I will be perfectly honest. I have not, uh, I've, I didn't watch a ton of the Golden State Phoenix game because I've spent a lot of my night trying to figure out where do I buy Dogecoin. I just, what is it? Where do I find it? Because, and I'll tell you this, I am not a crypto person. I, I, I've never bought cryptocurrency because I don't understand it. But I have a friend who. Bought Bitcoin, I think, 15 years ago. Or I don't know. Like, when it first started, I think he has a ton of money, by the way. Like, I think, I don't understand what he's doing with it. And I don't know why he still works. Because I, I think this guy's, like, sitting on a, a Bitcoin fortune. Because of how long ago he invested in it. I texted him and I said, thoughts on Dogecoin. And he said, I stick with Bitcoin exclusively. But seems like it has a good vibe. So vibe. Uh, That's what I like so, out of my currencies. Vibes. So for those of you who don't understand what I'm talking about, there's a I guess there's a I guess the world is being flipped on its head over the last few days with uh, the Reddit users buying GameStop and now trying to buy other stocks that hedge funds bought up. But now it's uh, this cryptocurrency called dogecoin that i guess was created as a joke in 2013 and it people like now people are buying buying it up trying to boost it it's gone up over 800 percent in a day it still only costs seven cents seven a coin, cents. right yep seven cents a coin right now and i've been trying all night to buy <laughs> buy dogecoin and i just can't the all of these websites are they're over, they're just overwhelmed i guess with people trying to do the same thing and, and then I'm trying to get on Robinhood, which may not exist tomorrow because of all of the lawsuits they're about to have. But my hope, which is what I told you was, I'm hoping that all these lawsuits that they're tied up in the courts for so long mm-hmm. that I can get in in the next couple of days, get my Dogecoin and get out. I'm rooting for you, man. I, I thought about writing a long thing about a response to your text message about why not to do it. And then I don't, I don't know. Maybe this is maybe whatever amount you're going to put in there, you're going to turn into a profit that will, will send this podcast to the next level or um, make it so that we don't have to ever do a podcast again. Well, you, well, we, well, would you cut me off a piece of that? I mean, what would, I mean, then I'm all for it, but well, well, if I don't do it, then you're not going to do it. So yeah. I guess it's just sort of, That's good but, point. um, don't you think like, in 2010, if I was having the same conversation with you about Bitcoin, you would have written me a similar text? I do, yeah. But I think this one has more validity now that there's like 20 cryptocurrency. Like, if you had gotten in on the ground floor of Bitcoin, it's a lot different than getting in. Yeah, I know, but I say Dogecoin without laughing. There's there's constant different, like, obviously, Bitcoin's the one that everyone knows, but there's other ones that people make money off of. I have a buddy that I, not buddy, there's a guy that I work with who is heavy in the Ethereum game. 
Yeah, that's the other he, one. My buddy, I think, made like a million in, bucks on that. Checking like all day. He's just sitting there looking at the num- the lines going up and down. Mm-hmm. See, I don't know. If people are just out there, the, the meme that's going around is like, uh, I think it's like um, Game of Thrones. And it's just like the guy yelling, hold the line. Oh, it's yeah. Just, I saw a bunch of shit about that. Like yeah. Everyone, they're just all saying, hold the line. Don't sell it. Everybody buy it. Don't sell it. Hold on to it. It's going to it's gonna pop. So I'm just gonna, I'm trying, man. I, I just want some Dogecoin. I, I've just like, I focused. I was able to focus on the Heat game and the, the Rockets game. I didn't watch much of the Laker game. And I haven't been able to tr- focus on this Golden State game because... I'm just so overwhelmed by my need to get some Dogecoin. Um, well, you'll get some, man. I'm sure of it. <laughs> I mean, you got your account set up. Um, I don't know. I, I'm so torn between rooting this on and saying, "Don't do this," because I'm I my I've heard the word Dogecoin about 400 times today from other buddies, and uh, it's it's just about the last thing I care about right now. Yeah. Well, here's how about this? If there's any listeners that list that, if there's anyone that actually listens to this show, um, good question. And you have any experience with Dogecoin or crypto in general, and want to give me some advice on like where where should I go to buy it? Like, what's the best and most reliable place where I can buy Dogecoin specifically? Because it seems like it's not everywhere. Because I did sign up for a one or two places to try to buy it that didn't have it and um now my information's out there and they're probably just going to steal my identity yeah so if another podcast pops up just make sure verify that it's us you know that it's joey it's possible that my identity's already been stolen i get and by the way we're going to talk about basketball at some point today but it's it's the last show of the week so yeah kind of and there's only four games so we have some time i've been getting calls for probably a year now from Tennessee, hmm. from some real estate group in Tennessee, telling me they want to buy my property. <laughs> and I've told them a few times, I don't have property in Tennessee. Um, and so it stopped for a while. And then it just started again this week. And I get two to three calls a day. They leave messages. Interesting. They're looking for a guy named Dale. Um, and they keep saying, we're really interested in buying your property. Do you think some guy named Dale put a random phone number that had to be yours, that happened to be yours? Or maybe bought bought property with my social security number, stole my social security number and bought property under a false. But you'd think if, if he stole your security number, he'd also steal your first name at least and just... Also, oh, I, 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 this is crazy, right? I also over the last couple of weeks, I don't know if this happens to other people because I f- start to feel nervous that I am like that there, there, there is something going on. A Volkswagen dealership down here, Gunther Volkswagen. If you if any of you fuckers are listening to this <laughs> podcast, by the way, listen up. Multiple people from that same de- dealership have called me and texted me about um, renewing my lease. I don't own a fucking Volkswagen. And the this lady, Mary Sedeno, right? She keeps calling me and leaving me texts. She's the G, she, I don't know what she is. And I've responded, lose my fucking phone. I've said multiple times, lose my fucking number. I don't have a Volkswagen. 
take me off whatever goddamn list this is and tell everyone in your dealership to stop calling and texting me. I don't have a Volkswagen. Honestly, it really is starting to sound like your identity was stolen a while back. I'm not. You might want to look into like LifeLock or something. I don't know. But if I'm sorry that I'm laughing, but if somebody out there thinks you have a Volkswagen and someone out there thinks you have property in Tennessee. So, is there a third entity here that that isn't adding up? Or, or what do you mean? Say like I don't know. Is somebody? Those are two things that people say you own that you don't own. Is there a third thing? Yeah, but it, they said I was, they were like looking to renew my lease. Right. On my, on a car. I didn't lease a Dale. Car. Yeah, Dale. Um, but wouldn't my credit be fucked up at this point? Is it? Like, Have you checked it? I don't know. I mean, it's, it's, it's fine. It's not like, I don't know. That'd be great. really weird to steal someone's identity, but then also pay their bills that you're using, <laughs> like to keep up on payments in your name. Well, they must be. Well, whoever this has this lease must be because they're talking about. And they're not even calling me like you owe money. Yeah. And then also the people in Tennessee are not saying like you owe us money. The people in Tennessee are saying they want to buy my property. What if you just said yeah, and then you told you gave me your bank account? So that worst seems that's like a terrible idea. <laughs> yeah, it could get you in some hot water. You don't want me to buy Dogecoin, but you want me to give my bank account to some guy in Tennessee who's looking to buy my property. Yeah. Okay. If it'll stop the calls and make you a quick buck, what's the big deal? <laughs> I am looking for a quick buck. That's where this all started. Yeah. So thank you for bringing it full circle. All right. We're nine minutes into the podcast. We haven't talked about basketball yet. Um, so let's – should we do that? Yeah. I think so. Um, the Heat are a mess. They lost again tonight. This is a bad one. 109-105 to the Clippers. Yeah, it is a bad one. Jimmy Butler's still out. By the way, Ethan Skolnick, who is a reporter down here, who I really he, – he, he runs an entire outlet, talks about all sports, South Florida sports. I only really trust him when he talks about the Heat. He reported before – like at some point before the game that Jimmy Butler, because of COVID – so I guess he's confirming that he has had COVID, mm-hmm. that he's been dealing with COVID, lost 12 pounds in the last week. Really? Yeah. Wow. That would be – I'm thinking the most prominent like symptoms across sports. No, yeah. have we heard? Have we heard of an athlete getting really, really banged up by this? Um, I, I, I've heard of some guys having like bad symptoms, but not like this. Yeah, man. That's... Which and that would explain why he still hasn't played yet because he's yeah. on the bench with the mask mm-hmm. on. But shit, I mean, if it was that bad that he lost 12 pounds, that's scary. Mm-hmm. That is scary. Um, now. He's one person reporting it. Don't know his sources. Jimmy's been sitting on the bench. I can't tell if he's lost 12 pounds. Usually, if a person like a Jimmy Butler loses 12 pounds in a week, they you would be like, holy shit. Yeah. But he is wearing like, he's not wearing a jersey. He's wearing a mask, so maybe it's hard to tell. But that is scary. Um, I, I, but I, they need him. I would say this, though. Up until the last two games... Without Jimmy, the Heat have been at least like relatively competitive in some of these games. These last two games with Goran Dragic out, they have looked like absolute dog shit. I um, think we've probably not even. I think we've maybe severely underestimated what Goran Dragic means to this team. They have been just. I mean, they've been bad. And by the way, just to 
to to clarify why Alex said this was such a bad loss, Paul George, Kawhi Leonard, and Pat Beverly did not play for the Clippers in this game, and the Heat were up like 19 in the first half. It's we talked yesterday about digging a hole, and like this is the exact sort of game where like you're playing a team that's that's even more shorthanded than well, Gore. I mean, if not more, they're as shorthanded. They're 100 percent more. Because because the two star yeah they're two they, they all stars two, two two arguably top ten yeah. top fifteen players in the NBA are not playing yeah I mean the, Goran this, Dragic is important to the Heat mm-hmm. but he's not Kawhi Leonard or Paul George yeah so you had to get this one because of the hole you're digging yourself I mean Five nobody expects you no, yeah nobody expects you to you know win three or four out of five when you're you're this messed up but if you go up against a clip and a severely shorthanded Clippers team. You got to you got to grab that win just to stay in the hunt. It's still early. It's not like this is like um, a death knell, death knoll. What, what I don't know what no, the, the term. Yeah. Okay. But I mean, look at when, when when we're getting towards the end of the season and the Heat maybe they're they're uh, scrambling, you know, to, to even to, to get a half decent seed. Like this is a game that you want. You want a win they're, against a shorthanded team. They are. They are flirting with falling into a potential having to be in the play-in, yeah, like tournament. Because this is, I mean, they they just they're what's the record now? Or do you have the record? Six and though? twelve. Six and yeah, twelve. Yeah, so they're man. six and twelve after eighteen games, and the teams at the top of the East are not gonna fall that. I don't see no, any of those I'm, teams falling out a ton. So like. They're gonna have to go on. They're gonna have to go on. A, they're gonna have to get everyone healthy and go on a pretty big run here to get back towards the top of the East. I think. Yeah, and I'm just looking at the standings now. It does seem like the that eight seed will probably be slightly below 500 at the end when it's all said and done. I yeah, think but, that. But you have to you have to play for the eight seed in the plan. Right. I'm just at like, the Heat don't have to like win six straight to get back to 500 to be in the picture again. You know what I mean? Like to be in the playoff picture. But I'm talking about right. to be in the top of the East picture. Yeah. Oh, being the top of the East, they they are in trouble. <laughs> this is yeah. this hole is is not good. Uh, but yeah, just... and they still haven't confirmed when Jimmy Butler will be back, which I'm guessing it's sometime soon. But it like Tyler Hero pl- played tonight for the first time in six games, and he didn't look good. Uh, he, I mean, damn, he still had ten rebounds. <laughs> it's just That's he's awesome. like an absurd rebounder. He looked okay in every asset aspect, other than scoring the ball, like. His shot, he was one for six from three. His shots looked short. Um, he just looked, he, he had looks that he would normally, I think, take that he didn't. Mm-hmm. Um, he still ended up taking 21 shots, but I think part of that was trying to shoot their way back into the game late. Right. Uh, man, and I'm just like watching this team, and it's like, okay, it was fun for a little while watching guys like Gabe Vincent and Max Struess and Precious and seeing what they had and this and that, but like, Gabe Vincent was just shooting every time he touched the ball. It's just like, I get it. You got to give the guy the green light and build confidence. But, like, God, you can't win that. You can't. No. You can't win back. Like, I get it that this is not a this is not a, a good Clipper team without, without uh, Paul George and Kawhi. But... Look at the guys that are playing for them. They're vets. Like they're guys that you can that have been playing for a long time and you can count on to just like plug and play. 
Mm-hmm. Like, there's not other than Terrence Mann, who they put in the starting lineup, who who actually is very good. Like he he could be a good player for a team if he wasn't stuck at the end of that bench. Every other player on that team is a vet who's been playing in this league for a long time, and you can hold it down. Maybe not win games, but compete in games. Yeah. Right. Like Batum, Abaka, even Luke Kennard, Reggie Jackson, Lou Williams, Marcus Morris, and Zubats. That that's a those aren't studs. But they've certified you know, NBA players, like good you, NBA players. I mean, the Heat, outside of the starting lineup, and not and even the starting lineup, Kendrick Nunn, Gabe Vincent's precious, Gabe Vincent, precious Achua, Max Struess, and Kaziak Pala playing mm-hmm. huge minutes. Like, that's and, a, you know, that's that's and I get it. Avery Bradley's still out. Goran was out. Jimmy Butler is out. Iggy's Mo Harkless is out. Iguodala is out. So I understand that, but it's going to be hard to win any games if they can't get right mm-hmm. quickly because like, these guys. There may be some talent there for the future, but these guys, you can't play these guys. You can't be playing Gabe Vincent and Casey Apollo 25 minutes a game. No, they're... They're I mean, the, I get the it. COVID thing, like, hurt them badly, but now they've got all these tiny injuries, too, to, like, the exact type of guys you're talking about, these veteran guys that can get you through a tough stretch. Um, I mean, they're just completely depleted right now. It sucks. Yeah. Yeah, Avery Bradley played his first game back from the COVID thing last game and then got a knee contusion, so then had to sit out. Like, yeah, but but I also say, like, when you look at the guys that the Clippers are playing, Reggie Jackson can go out and get buckets. Marcus Morris can go out and get buckets. Lou Will, Luke Kennard, they can all go out and get buckets. Without uh, taking Jimmy and Goran Dragic out of the equation, if, if you bring back Avery Bradley, Mo Harkless, and Andre Iguodala, none of those guys are scoring the ball. Like they're not coming in and just picking up the offense because other guys are out. Mm-hmm. So I still like even if you bring back all those guys, this team is going to struggle to score until Goran and and Goran is important for this team. Yeah. I didn't really realize. I mean, I have realized it. We kind of we were we realized it last year in the like when they got unbelievably hot and he was like the leading scorer for a pretty yeah. long period of time. Yeah, but I guess you like you figured like with Jimmy and Tyler out, they were struggling, so it was like, okay, we need Jim they need Jimmy back. But they were still relatively competitive in some of those games. And then these last two games they've been horrible without Goran Dragic. Yeah. The other thing is is I think I, I think twenty it's eighteen games in the season, but I think this stretch has worn Bam out. Yeah. Like he had forty one in that game against Brooklyn last weekend and looked like I mean, like people on the internet were like tweeting, "This is this is the dude." Like, watch, look, take a look at what's happening in Miami, and he's just got progressively not worse. He's just like had worse games progressively each scoring the ball. Mm-hmm. And I think, you know, he, he took on after they lost a game to I believe it was the Rap. They lost that Raptors game where he played awful, um, and then I, he took on the, the the whole like I'm the guy with Jimmy out. I got to score the ball, this and that. And he had 41. And man, he just looks he's just looked totally out of it the last couple games. Mm-hmm. I mean, I hope he doesn't put too much on. I mean, they're just outmanned, completely outmanned and outgunned. So yeah, hopefully he can just shake that off. Yeah, um, I guess it's a good one for the Clippers without those guys. Yeah, that's a nice have. win, especially. And no one, look at the spread out scoring too. Like no one scored twenty. They had six mm-hmm. guys in double figures, almost yeah, se- nice. almost seven with Luke Kennard. Yeah, it's a good win for them. Um, let's see what's in that. What else? Lakers. So now the Clippers have the best record in the NBA, right? Mm-hmm. Or second? No, no, no. Utah does. Is it? 
Let me check real quick. I thought this put the Clippers ahead of them. No, okay. Clippers have one more loss than the, the Jazz, but other than that, they're 14-5 for the Clippers, 14-4 for the Jazz. I'm shocked the Lakers lost this game, even without, I am Anthony, too. Da- even I, without Anthony Davis. Like, I, I didn't think they would lose two in a row. I uh, I bet the Lakers straight up tonight. I just thought that was free money. And they scored 34 points in the second half. Um, there's your ball game right there. Yeah. Uh, Rough one. The, the Pistons didn't even nest. Like, nobody went off for the Pistons. Blake Griffin probably had his best game of the year with 23. Wayne Ellington at 20. That was kind of bizarre. But he's but, doing uh, it every night. Wayne Ellington's been, like, their, one of their most consistent scorers for a while now. Um, I mean, Jeremy Grant didn't have a very good game. Uh, just a really weird game. It's not like Lakers shot 42% from three. Only turned the ball over 11 times. I, I don't know. I didn't watch much of this game, but looking at the box score, it, it's a little bit confusing. I watched the, some of the end of it. It just looks like the Lakers are getting caught, you know, in that situation where we talked about where there's just stretches in the game where they look like they're going through the motion. Mm-hmm. And the one thing I'll say about Detroit, having watched them a little bit this year, they, they're they they're not good, but they play hard. I mean, they play hard every night. Yeah. Uh, and they do have some talented players. D. Rose looked like, Look, was out there looked like he was auditioning um, which he should be so you know they don't they have like a bunch of journeymen who are just playing hard to probably stay in the league and the lakers kind of they're like 20 games in not playing the hardest they could play mm-hmm. anthony davis is out it's it's a surprising it's only surprising because it was coming off of a a, a bad loss the other night uh, right. Well, not a bad full. loss. I mean, it, mm-hmm. Philly is not a bad loss, but just you know, generally championship level teams they don't lose two in a row often. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, especially team, when you're playing the worst team in the league. That's the thing is the Pistons are just so bad. But with Anthony Davis, this team is good enough to just go through the motions and beat just about anybody. But without him, if you're not playing hard, you're you're going to lose to an NBA team. They should have won this game, but they they did. It kind of looked. I watched the highlights of the game. Yeah, they looked like they were sleepwalking. A I little watched bit. the fourth quarter. Uh, and they were. I think it was pretty close at the beginning of the fourth quarter, and then Detroit just kind of pulled away. I don't know. Uh, uh, yeah, I think that's that's exactly what happened. It was twenty-five to fourteen in the fourth quarter. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe uh, Laker fans are right about Schroeder. I don't know. He didn't have a good game. Uh, no one really had a good game for them. I think I think you got to write this one off. Forget about it. It's just it's a bad loss, but it's it's it, the. Those will creep up on you every once in a while. Yeah, for sure. Uh, Houston-Portland was a good game. It was. Uh, a funny thing here, Christian. my buddy had a bet on Christian Wood over 21.5 points, and he was on fire in the first half and then almost didn't score again, but he got his foul shot to get the over <laughs> there. Um, I like Christian Wood, man. I do too. Well, Rockets won 104-101. Sorry, we didn't mention that. Yeah, I know you uh... – you love Christian Wood. You've been a big Christian Wood guy for a while. He's good, man. He he can fill it up and uh, rebounds well. His defense obviously is a concern. The other thing that jumped out at me in this game was John Wall. Like, just he looks beyond healthy, and he still is fast as shit. Um, John Wall's a good player to me. John Wall, like, he is not over the hill at this point. He's not the player he was, but I'm starting to lean towards Houston is going to be a playoff team, the eighth seed. Yeah, well, I mean, it was weird. Like, the first quarter, this game looked like it was going to get out of hand real quick. 
I mean, it was out of hand. They were down like 19 or 20 in the first quarter. In the first quarter, quarter yeah. And because it looked like Dame was going to go for 60. I mean, mm-hmm. he was pulling up from the logo. He, he looked like it was just one of those nights where you you not you couldn't do anything. It was just going to be Dame. And then and the other thing was like Houston to your point about John Wall, they have multiple guys in Wall, Old Depot, Eric Gordon who can go to the get to the rim, especially against Portland. Yeah. Uh, literally whenever they want. Like at any time they can get to the rim. And then they got a guy in Christian Wood who's just so talented who actually could get to the rim whenever he wants to. And they were just chucking threes, man. Like they they were not even trying to go to the rim. They were just throwing them up. They could not hit anything. And uh and then all of a sudden they just went on that run. I mean, they 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 started getting to the rim. John Wall, old I mean, even Old Depot not great from the 2 of 10 from the field, but or from 3, but gets into the paint. He looks he looks energized. He looks he looks healthy too. Uh, Boogie, and I'll say this, Boogie lost his minutes because Wood was back. But up until this game, Boogie's been playing good, too. Mm-hmm. I'm kind of wondering if this was a little bit of not a, like an unofficial rest. Because 11 minutes seems too low if he's fully healthy, you know? Um, yeah. Even with Wood back, I, I would assume or I would think Cousins would get closer to 20 minutes just based on how he's playing. So Yeah. I love it that this kid, Jay Sean Tate, has kept his spot in the starting lineup. I still really like him. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you said that early on. Um, yeah. When they were totally ravaged, like could barely almost not even feel the team, you pointed out that he was giving them good minutes. Yeah, I, I mean, I'm with you watching this team. Like, they've put to again, we've called it, we've said it a few times. It's a rat, it's like this ragtag thing, right? But they, they have put together this ragtag group of like vets who are trying to pr- prove themselves mm-hmm. with one young, like, Un, un, I mean, absurdly talented player in Christian Wood, whose upside seems to be pretty wild right now. Mm-hmm. Um, and then you roll into the mix there that they are all pretty disrespected by John Wall, or uh, sorry, uh, by James Harden, mm-hmm. and that whole they, fiasco. So they've got they've got fuel in the fire. They've got a young coach who we know is really good. Um, so that the, bench the, is good, dude. Like they have a good yeah, bench. Yeah, man. yeah. I mean, Ben McLemore didn't play, and that. I mean, they're coming off the bench with Boogie, Eric Gordon, and Daniel House, and Sterling Brown's been playing. I mean, they're getting good minutes. They they got a, they got they're pretty deep. Um, yeah, Christian Wood though, he does everything. He's got some crazy like, uh, like I don't know if it's body control. Like he he has this ability to for a big man, to go downhill like full speed and stop on a dime mm-hmm. and just like soft touch over anybody yeah and he did that a couple times where he would like drive from the top of the key or the elbow and then just stop five feet from the rim and just like almost not really a floater but like a touch shot yeah his touch within five feet is crazy yeah and uh and that's what's helping him and he, he's not a bad shooter i don't think he's like an excellent shooter but um no he's I mean, good he had a he had a he had a like a seventeen footer, like off the dribble that was pretty nice. And I think he's better than one for four. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, he's three. thirty. So he's he's right around career. He's thirty six percent this year. He's thirty six. So he's an average three point shooter, but that's fantastic at six foot ten, um, yeah. and being that good around the rim as well. So I, I don't see him slowing down anytime soon in toward, in terms of scoring. I'd be interested to see him and Boogie on the floor together. I don't. They don't do it. Um, 
probably partially because it would be hard to play them two and P.J. Tucker. Yeah, I'm wondering what the deal is with P.J. Tucker, too, because he didn't want to be there in the preseason. There's been rumors that teams have been calling them about P.J. Tucker, who could help a lot of teams. Definitely. But he's still playing 31 minutes a game. So, obviously, I mean, he's their best defensive player. I mean, that guy is one of the best defensive players in the NBA. He can Mm -hmm. guard basically every position. So, you probably have to play him, but... I wonder what the deal is there. It's weird to his shots are, I mean, it's not like he shot a ton before, but he's only shooting four times a game. He was at that six, he shot six field goal. In terms of field goal attempts, he had six per game last year. He's always been over six. Now he's shooting the ball f- four times a game. It's a little bit weird. They are deeper than they've ever been. That's true. Or not ever. They're deeper than they've been in a while to me. Guys. A guy getting 31 minutes every night is only shooting four times a game. But. I mean, they're used to having a team where one guy is taking 25 shots a game and everybody else is just getting where they can get. Mm-hmm. Where now it's, you know, they're going to have multiple guys shooting close to 20 shots. I mean, Christian Wood only had 12 shots tonight. That's not normal. Right. They're going to have multiple guys shooting 15 to 20 times a game every night, which means probably less looks for P.J. Tucker. Yeah, clearly, the way the season's going. Boogie only took five shots in 11 minutes. You know, like, even Eric Gordon, I wonder what he's thinking right now. Because, like, his whole thing was, I want more of a role. Mm-hmm. He's still coming off the bench, playing 30 minutes, only took 11 shots. So, but, hey, they've yeah. won four in a yeah. row. Yeah, I was going to say, as long as they're winning, and maybe maybe that's enough for everybody. It should be. Um, and then, as far, like, for Portland, dude, like, just talk about – I was talking about yesterday how uh, the Pacers, I feel like, are starting to be cursed with injuries. Man, this team is just – this team mm-hmm. just has never been able to get right. Yeah, uh, they I mean, are a team that feels like they're never at full strength, like ever. What's wrong with McCollum? He's got a foot injury. Yep. I mean, Nurkic has the wrist thing. I th- it was a wrist, right? Uh, uh, he, he, had yeah. sur- he had, I think, wrist surgery. Mm-hmm. McCollum – yeah, McCollum has the ankle. Ro- uh, Covington is in concussion protocol. Um, and then, obviously, Zach Collins hasn't even played this year. We don't know if he's going to play. Mm-hmm. So – and they still, you know, what's crazy is, look at how many scores they still have. They still have a lot of guys who can, who can score that thing. Yeah, they're really deep. Um, but it's going to be tough. I mean, they just have no defense. And Derek Jones Jr. is a good player, but he's playing too many minutes, man. Like he mm-hmm. just, you, you're not going to be a winner. I said that before the season too. Just like twenty-five. To, if you're playing Derek Jones Jr. twenty-five, to, that's the reason why the Heat didn't pay him. The Heat loved that guy. Like mm-hmm. they, they developed him. I mean, they would love to have that guy on their team. But you can't pay him the amount of money you're going to pay him and only play him 10 minutes a game. Yeah. And he's, he's I think he's like a tier below good role player. You know, he's, he's a 15 minute a game guy. Yeah, yeah. He's a guy who, you know, you can, what you do is, what I think with him is you start, you can start him and start him guarding the best player on the other team. And when he's in, that's his job is guarding the best player on the other team. But then at the end of the game, somebody, your best players have to take that challenge on. Like, mm-hmm. you can't just play him in important minutes just because he's a great defender. Because he's a he's just not that good. He's just a liability offensively. Mm-hmm. Um, he's, and then, you, then you've got Ennis Cantor as your primary rim protector right now. Like, well, you, it, don't, you just don't have a rim protector yeah, they, right now. So, it's honestly amazing Houston only put up 104. But, uh, I don't Dame, know. I, I, Dame's, Dame's another one of those dudes, man. This is like... I think we talked about it in the off season, like the, the loyalty thing. 
I mean, it's, he doesn't care. I'm, I guess it's clearly he doesn't care about. I mean, I'm sure he cares about winning. It's, it must be his his priority. He strikes me maybe as just so confident that he's almost in denial about the potential of this team. Like, I, I want like any any person that's not in Portland can look at this team and be like, this this is not a title contender and probably never will be. Mm-hmm. But maybe he truly doesn't see that. Maybe he really actually believes that this is a title team because of how good he feels about himself and, and McCollum. Like I mean, I, yeah, he he doesn't strike NBA, me as a guy that doesn't to, care about I mean, winning. To be, to be an NBA player, you gotta be the more you gotta be uber confident. Yeah. Especially a guy who shoots from the logo. But good good lord, man. This team's just not ever gonna they, they have a lot of talent, don't get me wrong. Mm-hmm. But this is another Tell you what, this is I, I not to the level of the Cavs. This is another farm team to me, man. Oh wow, it, they are because Dame's great. Obviously, Dame is I don't know second or third best point guard in the NBA right now. CJ McCollum's an All Star, and then you got a bunch of other. But but that, but that that duo is not enough to win you a championship. So that just means all these other like Gary Trent, he he he's not going to be there. Someone's going to pay him money to go score 20 a game, like when his deal is up. Um, Anthony Simons, I mean, as long as they have Damian Lillard and CJ McCollum, he's going to get the mid-level from somebody when his contract is up, and he's going to go play and make money and, and score. Yeah. Like, they have the Nas Little doesn't even play. They drafted him in the first round. Like, they have a bunch of young guys, talented guys, uh, that eventually you can't just – pay them to be backups to Damian Lillard and CJ McCollum. And they're not better than Damian Lillard and CJ McCollum. So they're just going to go to other teams. Yeah. Yeah. The roster construction is very strange on this team. I feel like it has been for a while. Well, it has Um, been since they went to the Western conference finals and sort of just blew that team up. Yeah. And went young. They went a little younger. I get it. Yeah. Teams do that. They did it at the wrong time. It seems like they, Mm -hmm. they last year, they blew it up on a year where there was no real lock, right? Like, we talked about it all the time. Last year, the Lakers, it wasn't a lock that the Lakers were going to win the West last year. It was the first year they were all together. Now, that doesn't mean that if you kept the Blazers team together from two years ago that they would have beat the Lakers, but they they wouldn't be this. Mm-hmm. Uh, all those vets, because they just flowed. They just fit together so perfectly, that team. Right, and this uh, just doesn't feel like a team that's going to ever reach that that level of, like, continuity. Yeah, well, I mean, no team starting Ennis Cantor. Uh, obviously, it's because of the Nurkic injury. No team starting Ennis Cantor and Carmelo Anthony, where <laughs> where Melo is at this point in his career. It's just, yeah, it's tough because, okay, so you don't start Carmelo Anthony, then you're starting Robert Covington. And then you're just basically starting two wing players who are non-scorers. It's tough. It's tough. Like, those guys, I mean, Derek Jones Jr. is just not a good three-point shooter, and Rocco's an okay three-point shooter. But neither of them can do anything off the dribble. So it's just you're you're you have essentially you have Damian Lillard and CJ McCollum and then three other guys on the floor who can't do anything with the ball unless you set it up for them. It's a mm-hmm. hard way to win. It's not looking good in, in Portland. In, in Portland. Yeah. Uh, last game of the night was Phoenix Golden State, and I, I don't know if I missed something here because I was listening to um to the guy like the like Kenny and, and Charles and Shaq at halftime. 
Were they talking about the Warrior? Did you, were you listening to this? Because they were talking about one of the teams, and I thought they were talking about Phoenix, saying how they don't have an identity. That must have been about Phoenix because Chris Webber, when he made his insane point about Devin Booker, soon to be a top 10 scorer or something, yeah. it, was, it was absolutely wild. He was referencing the guys at halftime and talking about identity, and it was strange. Um, and, and So I didn't hear halftime, but I heard Chris Webber bumbling, and he was trying to make the point of that, um, you know, Devin Booker's this superstar. Are you going to have the ball in his hands more, or is this a team that – Chris Paul is going to have the ball in his hands more. And to me, it's like, those guys can coexist. Like, that's not an identity thing to me at all. Um, And I don't think the Warriors have any sort of identity issue. Like, Steph Curry's the guy, and then everyone else kind of flows behind him. Neither neither of these teams have an identity issue to me. I think, I I mean, I think the Suns totally have a, I mean, I think their identity is that they are, they're a defensive-minded team, and with, one of the best point guards in the NBA leading their offense. Yeah, and then another Devin, superstar to boot. Like, Yeah. yeah. I mean, obviously, they, they've looked bad recently. They've looked real bad recently until tonight. But they can't – But I mean, again, they, they came off the COVID layoff, and Devin Booker hasn't played in three games. Yeah. How can you, how can you sit here and, like, gauge – say that this team doesn't have an identity when their identity is not playing? Right, he's their franchise player. They paid him a max deal to be their franchise guy. I mean, like, mm-hmm. if he's not playing, yeah, sure, they don't have an identity. Maybe they're referencing Devin Booker having like a down scoring year, but they're winning. They're better than they've ever been. So why why is that a bad thing? You know? Yeah, I don't know. It just seems weird. Uh, it was a weird comment. I I mean, but again, the you know these guys don't watch every game. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't be surprised if it was Shaq trying to like p- pick somebody, some other guard out that'll never well, be no, great. I mean, and then Charles. It was Barkley. Part of it was him saying like they never should have traded Kelly Oubre, and I'm just like, dude, they got it. These I understand. Shaq and, and Barkley are they're the stars. They're gonna say whatever they want, and part of why Barkley became a star is because he says whatever he wants. Mm-hmm. He ch- sort of changed the analyst role in that way, right? But at some point, like the producers of these shows, got to give them some information ahead of time, yeah. like. Or, they just, to. or or just in the break, or just somebody tell Charles Barkley, like, when he says they never should have traded Kelly Oubre, she's like, hey, Charles, you should probably watch what Kelly Oubre is doing in Golden State this year. He stinks. Mm-hmm. Well, if he was hey, watching this game, he would see it because he went I mean, one for 11 tonight from the field. I just like... Scored four points. But I whatever. I mean, that's what these guys are... I mean, they're paid to make these... And they are entertaining. There's no taking that. That's probably it's what the, the best producers show on, care it's about. The best, it's the best. best one of the, it's arguably the best sports show on TV. Studio yeah. show, for sure. Yeah. I mean, it, well, I think it actually is. They win, like, the sports Emmy every year for best studio show. Mm-hmm. So, and no, there's no doubt. They sort of changed the game for that type of show. Yeah. And they're super entertaining. Guys. But they say – but TNT – we've been complaining about TNT's broadcasts all across the board now since last year's playoffs. Reggie Miller and Chris Webber are just saying dumb shit all the time. I'm Shaq catching up to you on Chris Webber. I Chris Webber is unlistenable. I can't do it. He's horrible. He's he just oh man. But I will say this, and he was on. He I listened to an interview with him the other day. He did talk about how it has been much harder this year because they're they like he's sitting in a in a closet like okay doing the, it's like it's hard like the the timing. Like they, he said, there's times where like they don't know who should talk, and they're like talking over each other. And 
But he does say a, real, a lot of really dumb shit. I'm not like I'm not letting him off the hook. He says dumb stuff a mm-hmm. lot. No, yeah, I believe it's harder, but he still stinks. So, and you know what's interesting? The, the one the thing that is kind of interesting about it to me though is like, I don't know. I feel like a lot of times on here I'll say something that I didn't mean to say, and then I'll think about it a second later and I'll catch myself and be like, "Oh, this is what I meant to say." Mm-hmm. He never does that. Like he never. No. Yeah, he confidences his way through everything, so which makes me think he's not even listening to himself if that makes it like he's not yeah <laughs> he's not checking himself at all he's just saying stuff and there that's when the producer comes in to maybe just like nudge him like hey you're making a lot of like factual errors out there maybe tighten up a little i'm gonna bit. tell you what one of these networks that do, one either espn or tnt that does national games they need to throw a bunch of money at richard jefferson and yeah, maybe I like, he's already, he might already be doing ESPN games or something. He's like, I've seen, heard him on like ABC games. Maybe it was Christmas. Yeah. It was a Christmas day. He, he was really, really good, I think. Well, he's been doing Nets games. Mm. And he may still be doing Nets games, like for their local feed, for the Yes Network. Okay. But maybe ESPN got him. I don't know. Somebody might have got him, but he's, he's fantastic. And mm-hmm. they need to find, like, we need to start, I think we're seeing, like, we got to start uh thinking a little bit less about like name recognition and more yeah, about like who personality really, yeah. and talent exactly because like reggie miller we get it he's a hall of famer chris weber played forever and he was great no one gives a shit mm-hmm. right no one cares about the cachet of these guys speaking during a game right they they're actually wanna... damaging their cachet by just saying nonsense out there right. it's frustrating like, people just want to hear intelligent and entertaining like richard jefferson mm-hmm. when he does the broadcast he does both because mm-hmm. not only i mean the guy played in the league for a long time so he's been around i think he won a title right he won a title with he was on the the Cavs team wasn't he yes yeah i believe he was and he, he actually may have retired on the floor am i thinking of the right guy i don't know after that win but um, um either way like he is so he's knowledgeable but also he very much just says what is on his mind. Mm-hmm. And he he's doesn't not, take himself that seriously, right. which well, these yeah. other guys do like that's crazy. That's why, I mean, that's why his, him, he also, he was all, I mean, honestly, Richard Jefferson is a game changer too, if you really want to, I mean. The podcasting. I mean, his, yeah, right. him, him and Channing just sort of changed everything for podcasting because like they were the first athletes to like really do a full-time podcast and it blew up and now every pod, now every athlete on the freaking planet yeah. has a podcast. They're jamming it up for us. This industry is so saturated, Joey. There is a lot of podcasts. We are definitely fighting an uphill battle. Mm-hmm. I like to think cream rises to the top, right? That's what they just, say. I just am not totally confident we're the cream yet, but I think we are. I mean, I think we are creamy. Yeah. Huh. <laughs> I think that's a good place to end. Yeah. Man, I'm disappointed. I thought that the dogs were going to really give Miami a boost. Really, apparently not. not Let's see if there's any more footage. Uh, So after we hung up, is that the right term for anything? And I'm also, I'm not going to lie, I am a little nervous now after this conversation we had at the top of the show that my identity's been stolen, or that trying to buy crypto, my identity is going to be stolen, re-stolen, or that no, no, or stolen for the first time. Mm. Well, I'm kind of convinced the the (laughs) the thing in Tennessee coupled with uh, a leased car that you don't have. Is concerning, and uh, I think you want to, might want to look into that. But how do you check? Of, is there a way to check? Like, can you just check? You, like, has my identity been stolen? <laughs> that might be a good way to get it stolen uh, again by somebody else. But no, there's like LifeLock is the brand that comes to mind. But there's there's different agencies that can look into that shit for you. 
Yeah, but I just feel like if my identity was stolen, there would be people calling me for like bills and yeah, you you definitely see your credit being hurt, so that's a good sign. Um, I think I have Experian. I think they do it too. Okay, well, that's good. I think. I'm trying to see, there's nothing on my Google feed within the last ten hours about these dogs, so maybe this, this story can't be drying up this quickly. Uh, about the dogs? Yeah, like nothing tonight. Well, they talk. From the they game. talk about it on the broadcast all the time. Good. COVID dogs. I just want to see if I can see any more footage because last night after we hung up or ended the podcast, I was able to confirm that those dogs were sniffing people's junk. Uh, we saw the video. COVID dog. Yeah, there's not much on Twitter. All right, well, we'll keep an eye on it. All right. Good pot. That's it. Yeah. <laughs> Limp to the finish line here, but it was a good I, week, I, I got distracted by someone, oh. but um, okay. all right. We'll see you guys uh, next week. Later. Later.